0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed. Uh, Yesterday, when we were rocking the block, we found out that we were uh, dealing with a lot of uh, bankers. And uh, one of the topics that came up was the fact that uh, we might have yet another interest rate increase next month. And what I'm really concerned about, more than anything, is uh, will Austin Matthews be able to pay his mortgage? Yeah, what's he going to do? How's he going to survive? Is this dude really worth being the number one highest paid player of the NHL? I know he's a la hockey player, right? And you get what you get, and his agents cut a deal. But do the stats show him as being the uh, worth that kind of deal? One of.
0: Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's up for debate as to whether or not he is the best player in the NHL, whether or not he deserves the highest salary for that, and whether or not this is a good move by the Toronto Maple Leafs to invest Really the bulk of their cash into the three players of Matthews, Tavares and Marner, Mm -hmm. uh, to which they've done it. They've had issues with the salary cap, uh, in the past and this is not going to help those. Um, you know, William Nylander is signed for one more year, but this doesn't leave much in the cupboard. To continue him as a Toronto Maple Leaf, if that's the idea.
1: And isn't he always the problem child when it comes to contract negotiations? Is that Nylander? Yeah, wasn't wasn't well, him a couple, few years ago who held out and didn't?
0: Yeah, he did. And then he signed for a, a similar deal for, oh, well, like eight million. Mm. And people were you know, raving about how bad that was. Mm. And now it looks like a, a steal the, the way right. he had played, right? Um, in, in the end, it, the, the Leafs are going to have a problem filling out their roster because they've they've gone top heavy. Mm. If Austin Matthews continues to score fifty plus to sixty goals a year, it will garner that kind of attention. And they wouldn't have kept him had they not signed a max deal. But you know, the likes of of winning teams and it, and it refers back to Sidney Crosby and and. Sidney Crosby when he was offered you know to sign for the the highest amount in the NHL said no He he took eight point seven million dollars a year uh, in an eighty seven million dollar contract that worked out to 87 million eight hundred and seventy thousand all eighty sevens his mm. number and uh, and he did it because basically it, the team wouldn't be successful if He took max money and didn't allow them to fill out the rest of the roster uh, It was a a sacrifice on his part, somewhat, you call it a sacrifice. He gave up some cash that would have been afforded to him had he left, but he won a couple of Stanley Cups in the deal as well.
1: Well, and uh, my memory is a little dim on all of this, but it seems like there's been a tradition in the NHL over the last decade or so of teams having two or three, Pittsburgh is a great example, in uh, Crosby and I guess Malkin, right? Yeah. And then Chicago had a couple of Kane seemed, and Taves, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they built Stanley Cup winning championships around a couple of guys and then filled out the roster from there. Right. Maybe that's what Look at me talking hockey. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's the least goal here is to you know have a couple of top-notch guys three, I guess, now, and figure out the rest behind them.
0: The three is the problem, is is the question, sorry. Not the problem, it's the question, is is whether or not you can have a three-headed monster, and in the Leafs' case in the last few years, it's been a four-headed monster when you add Nylander Mm -hmm. and what is a high-value contract in there as well.
1: And so maybe, sorry to interrupt, maybe the thought is if we let a Nylander, we get something for him, we trade him off, and we get some good pieces to help fill out underneath. Right. Perhaps, but... You have basically
0: said now that is he the expendable piece in all mm. of this, right? To which uh, that doesn't help your bargaining with right. other teams if they know, well, they got to get rid of this guy right. <laughs> right. or he's gone at the end of the year
1: anyway because they can't afford to sign him. One of the uh, great things in this industry, and, and it probably happens in all industries, and the NHL is no exception. When you hear of somebody getting a certain salary bump, and and I remember hearing about this decades ago when there was a uh, morning host in Toronto who hit, like, the pinnacle of right. money. Yes. And all of us who were not in that ballpark to ever see that kind of coin were like, how the hell and why do they get that? And everybody that was in that circle to get that kind of money went, all right, there's the new benchmark. Right. That, that's what we're aiming for now.
0: Well, and everyone in the NHL does that as well. Yeah. It stretches. I mean, because, you know, it, it, he is the highest paid player in the NHL with uh, by average value now. Mm-hmm. Will he be in two years? No. Right. <laughs> Someone right. else will sign again. And then it'll just keep leapfrogging. What the Leafs are hoping for is that the salary cap goes up by a bunch. But yeah. right? they need that to extend up. Will it? Uh, I'm not so sure it'll go that high.
1: Edmonton Oilers management are just looking down at their phone begging Connor McDavid's agents not to call. Well, it's funny.
0: They, they hired Connor McDavid's agent. Okay. He's now the president of the Edmonton oh, Oilers. So yeah. whether or not, or not president, but anyways, up in the Edmonton Oilers uh, organization. So it'll be interesting to see what that has an effect on. And I, and again, I don't know if Connor McDavid is the type of guy who's going to go back and say, No, I want more. He signed it. And and again, he's pretty happy there at around $12 million. He's doing okay.
1: He'll be just fine.
0: That That heated driveway is not going to have to get ripped up for him. No, no. Well, I wish them all well. I know, uh, certainly Austin, I was concerned. Yeah, that's right. About his, future. well that too, and there's talk in Toronto of being a tax on luxury homes that they could be going up now.
1: Oh really? Well, I, well, you know what? Maybe that's why he needs this much. He probably does. And look, for people who live in the 416, in the six, as they say, you've been paying a, uh, you haven't been paying your fair share of taxes in a very, very, very long time. So, suck it up, Buttercup. Kevin Hart has hurt himself once again. Really? It Wasn't that long ago that remember he was in that uh, terrible car crash? Uh-huh. Almost almost died. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess he decided it would be a good idea to uh, have a 40-yard dash race against the uh, ex-NFL running back somebody named Stephen Ridley. Okay. Uh and uh so they did this 40-yard dash at a barbecue they were both attending. And in the process, Kevin Hart tore his lower abdomen and ended up in a wheelchair. he can't walk right now I tore his abdomen yeah ouch Kevin calls himself the stupidest man alive, trying to do young man stuff right
0: and I, this the guy he works out often he boxes yeah like he's in very good
1: shape, generally you Ke- would think Kevin Hart's annoying <laughs> I, 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 you know, when he's being interviewed or just talking, he's, he's funny. He's good. Right. But his stand up is the most basic. I, I have never for, I sat through his most recent one, did not even make a grin, didn't laugh. Once. I don't I don't disagree. I'm I, I'm
0: I'm not big on his stand up, although he's incredibly successful with it. Oh yeah, what am I to judge? Um but uh but I find him uh, the content that he produces, whether it be online, um he's done a lot of funny interview stuff. We did the what the ice bath stuff he did. Uh he's done a lot of stuff with The Rock and his movie press stuff. Uh he was just on that your your favorite there, the smartless Uh, live podcast uh, or did the live tour with them and was hilarious. Where can
1: you see that thing? Is it
0: like on Paramount Plus? I don't even think it's streaming on some U.S. network, but I think you can buy it. I don't know. I find little clips of it pop up here and there. Okay. But uh, nevertheless, I I agree. When he's not um, on stage doing stand-up, I find his stuff really funny.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, and even his movies, I'm fine with all of that. I just, yeah, the stand-up doesn't seem to work for me. When but. he's been on late-night shows, like, <laughs> yeah. was, was it Fallon had him out
0: with animals? Like, I think he's hilarious in those scenarios.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, he's quite good in that stuff. Speaking of quite good, I watched the um uh Depp vs. Uh, Heard documentary. Oh, right, yeah, we got to get into that. Three parts. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Adrian
0: and I, were, it's on our list.
1: It's, uh, it's interesting because if you remember their trial and all the hype around it, it seemed like, uh, almost everybody was pro-DAP. And, and it just really delves into how, and we're all guilty of this, how when we, when we like somebody, it really takes a lot for us to be swayed away from liking them. And even when you hear, and this is really what's happened with Bill Cosby in America and the black community in that, even when you hear the most horrific things, because he means so much to people mm. his public you know the the opinion from the public is so strong it's very hard to uh to get people to go against them and even uh when it's facts put in front of them, we'll, we'll excuse it somehow. And so. <laughs>
0: Is that not the Trump effect as well in some
1: senses? <laughs> Very much. And, and, uh, and you know, listen, we've even had this. It's happened between you and I. Uh, when we, I, re- I remember like when Tiger Woods had the car accident. Right. Or anything would go down with Tiger and I'd be quick to make a joke and you'd be quick to defend. Right. It's just because you are such a fan of the guy, it's hard for you to, Make fun, or you feel bad when fun is made of him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a fan of the guy as a golfer, <laughs> right? You know, turns out he might not have been the best human being in the world. Sure, but, uh, certainly not the best father or husband. But no. um, yeah, I fan of him as as, as a golfer.
1: So uh, what what this really highlights is because Amber Heard's career was you know, she was never. Uh, well, will never will be, or I think her career's probably done, but she uh she didn't have the fame and the stardom that Johnny did. So going into this thing, she was already behind the gun. Mm. And uh, you know, there were some mistakes made on her side, certainly her her defense, her lawyers were not that great. But without giving too much of it away, it really highlights how everybody was so pro dep and how the legal system isn't really about the truth and justice it's 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 theater it's about going in and swaying a jury Mm. and so for Depp it was easy to sway this jury because they already loved him Mm. you know anyhow it ends in a very interesting twist because I was even very pro-Depp in all of this and thought she was making a lot of it up and thought she looked like a bad actress through most of it but then some things occur. It's only three episodes, and you learn some stuff in the third episode.
0: Okay. Don't spoil go, it for me. Yeah, oh, no, I want I I I to see it this.
1: But it, it really makes you go, oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Maybe he isn't that great of a guy. I never thought he was. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but what would have made you
1: think we, he wasn't a good see.
0: guy? I'm, I don't I never thought he was a great guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just don't know him, to be honest.
1: Right. But you don't know Tom Cruise and you love Tom Cruise.
0: I don't love him as as a person. I don't believe in what he believes in terms of his Scientology. Fully into Scientology. I like his movies. (laughs) No, but but that's but you because you like his movies. I could care less about Tom Cruise when he's not on the screen.
1: Yeah, but if you were in a jury box and he was guilty and you were a juror, I'd be the same with Keith Richards. Right. Like if you, I think that if you were a juror and he was on trial, you would be easy swayed to believe him. Yeah. Even if the evidence was mounting that he was wrong.
0: But if you're a lawyer and you got a juror in front of you that is wearing Pirates of the Caribbean garb,
1: <laughs> perhaps he's not
0: your best choice.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was crazy when you go back. And, of course, because it was uh, live, it was on court TV and everywhere with the technology we have today. It was all being streamed, and all these podcasts, and everybody sharing their comments and thoughts. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, we 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 look back to the OJ trial and how big it was on television. It, it pales in comparison to how massive this trial was, mm-hmm. just from the social media standpoint. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, no, I think you'll dig it. Okay, I like it, and um, and if you like Elvis, watch uh, reinventing Elvis. All Man, right. right, handsome devil. Oh. I
0: don't like Elvis either. I mean, outside of his music. I don't know a- the man. He's dead. It's the same thing. He's been <laughs> dead since I was alive, basically. You know
1: what he's guilty of? What? Being the most handsome fucker <laughs> that ever lived. <laughs> it is Lucky's birthday today, and Lucky, you could have called in sick, and nobody would have been the wiser because today is the sickest day of the year. It's when we're most likely to skip work. Really? Yes. Some companies track sick days looking at five years' worth of data, and more people call in sick on August 24th than any other day, either because they are sick or they just don't want to be at work. Nobody's sure why it's number one, but in general they found more people call in sick in late in the summer.
0: It was funny because as we were getting ready for the day of the week was starting out, Adrian was asking, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'll probably go golfing. She's "You can you take a day off? I'm like, no, I'm not. 12, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a day off on a random Thursday because it's my birthday.
1: It is weird that people do it. People around here do it. It's like they're turning 24. Right. And they take a week off. I mean, there was a time in my early 20s where the day off after
0: my birthday sure. would make more sense. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I don't, I never crossed my mind. Although when the alarm went off this morning, I thought, boy, a day off would have probably been a good <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> well, remember this for next year because it'll fall on the Friday next year. Right. That is
0: more likely to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, take that. I'm booking that week off, so So I'm going to make sure to take that week off. Um, Yeah, and for you, I I mean, it's, uh, what is it, 47 now? Yes. Or a decade apart? Yeah, it's not like I see somebody taking like their 50th or their 60th. Yeah. They're 40 at these things.
0: If I still have the unfortunate circumstance of being here in three years with you, then, yeah, that's. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, a Monday? Yeah, for sure. I'll take the long weekend on that one.
1: (laughs) I'll be 60. (laughs) Oh, you'll be so pleasant. (laughs) I won't be here because I'll be on a therapist's couch (laughs) working through it. (laughs) Unbelievable. You do look at yourself as you age, you know sometimes you'll look in the mirror and you'll just think how did how did I end up at this age? You know you look back at photos of your your parents. I remember we had a big birthday party for my dad's fiftieth, and at the time, I thought he was so old. I thought all his friends were so old right. I'm seven years past that now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
0: but isn't that the truth though of all pictures when you look back you look at like your parents mm-hmm. at this age yeah and and you think boy like they did look old yep your grandparents at this age well if they were still alive
1: <laughs> yeah yeah looked really old and not happy no just bitter of about- i see wedding photos where the bride and the groom look absolutely miserable well, yeah and they're 20 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well because they know they're going to live to be about 25 <laughs> right so anyhow, yeah, if you're uh, rolling around in bed today just thinking, ah, damn it, I don't want to go go in, uh, call in sick. It's but
0: uh, but hang on, does that make you question anyone who calls in sick today? Then?
1: I guess you should. Well, if you didn't know that, I guess you'd just take it as a normal day. But yeah, if we knew, now that we know this and somebody called in sick, surely we'd say uh, there's something up here. Right. Um, the most common uh, sick day excuses uh, are stomach bugs, of course, COVID in the past. Mm. But now we're using the anxiety, mental health days. A lot of people are taking those, and that's probably a good thing. A quarter of us don't take any sick days. I, I am, I must admit, I am rare. This job's a little tough to call in sick. So it's calling at the time that we would have to call in. Like right? four in the afternoon is when you got to start that process.
0: <laughs> it's, and you say, listen, there's something rumbling. I don't feel good. Yeah. Might you put someone on call for tomorrow. Right. It's tough to wake up at four o'clock and then be having, to, having to call someone. You have to legit be sick. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, there's no just taking. Uh, uh, I don't feel like going in day. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it's one of those things. We just talked about Austin Matthews, and I said how people begrudge other people who are getting things like that. We really begrudge people who take sick days.
1: Well, especially if it gets in our way, right? Even if
0: it doesn't, I think we just look and say, well, why do they get a day and we don't?
1: (laughs) We'll look at our schedule here, and somebody we work with is taking a holiday day. What the hell
0: are they going on vacation (laughs) for?
1: You get mad that somebody else is taking a day off. (laughs) Why do they get vacation? (laughs) I deserve all the vacation. That's right. Anyhow, happy birthday, Pally. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Go play some golf, and then uh, the family will cook you dinner. You'll go out to dinner. Uh, I'm sure I'll foot the bill for something. Right, sure. Are you going to see the hider and the kids today? <laughs> no. Don't they want to say happy birthday to you? <laughs> well, thank you, science. Science has discovered how to eliminate skid marks from toilet bowls. <laughs> They've done it. They solved it. Turn off the lights. Lock the door. Perfect. There's nothing left to
0: figure out. you going to get rid of that nasty brush in the corner? That's right.
1: Uh, so, what they did was they uh, decided that uh, the issue is that the uh, toilet bowl, even though the, you got the porcelain in there, it's not slippery enough. And it needs to have some sort of uh, resistant, super slippery. This
0: is, this is what we're working on it. in this science. Is, yeah, this is what we've <laughs> yeah, These do. are the
1: things that are important yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this doesn't sound like it was a whole lot of fun to uh, do the research on. But what they did was they, uh, they put this, uh, super coating over it and then they tested it by using sandpaper on it a thousand times. And so, um, we're assuming it also remains slippery even with the uh, hard water scale. But the testing also, uh, outside of the, uh, sandpaper got a little gross because they had to use things like milk, yogurt, and highly sticky honey. Then they developed a dyed, sticky, synthetic feces.
0: Why wouldn't they just use poop? Like even the scientists don't want to go
1: at work. Is maybe that not the, uh, the problem. Yeah. Well, maybe the scientists are eating clean. I suspect scientists know a lot about everything, and so they probably stay a lot away from the, the fast foods and stuff. And that's what causes you the problems. When you're eating clean, you'll poop clean.
0: Right. Meaning
1: you won't leave a lot of marks either in your underwear or in the toilet
0: yeah, bowl. I, that sounds more like something that uh, that vegetarians just tell you. Like, my poop yeah. is clean because I'm a vegetarian.
1: I would like to suggest that if you steered a little away from the bad stuff. Right. Had a little more broccoli occasionally. Oh,
0: I eat dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Uh-huh. Um. Right. That's, so, uh, we've got uh, that solved. I mean, if they need some poop, there's bags of it around my house from the dog. <laughs> They're more than welcome.
1: Always been amazed that the dogs don't have to wipe. Isn't that an impressive little feat of being an, an- any animal in the animal kingdom? Uh so some do. Have you been to a zoo lately? Like no. the
0: polar bears aren't all white. Well, they're using the rabbits.
1: <laughs> the, that's
0: right. What's the old joke? <laughs> There's sections at the back that aren't that white.
1: <laughs> no, but, you know, you look at your dogs. Now I know sometimes you take your dog to the vet and they'll squeeze the, uh, the anal glands. Oh. Clean them out. <laughs> that must be a fun job.
0: Oh, that's great. I, I, I found a story. Someone had, was talking about it online. It was like a, on a talk show in, in the UK. Uh, and I guess they were just talking about gross stories, but it was a woman who uh, was eating like a like a tuna and mayo sandwich, uh-huh. and her dog was up on her lap trying to to score a bite or sure. some leftovers of it, and um, she discovered that you know after she'd done her sandwich, the dog took off that there was a little bit of white on her arm, and uh, and so she just you know took it with her fingers, thinking it was some mayo, and put it in her mouth right Uh-oh. away, Uh-oh. and it was the anal gland secretion.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The woman reading the story was doing exactly what you're doing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ganging right now. I'd throw up on the dog. And if you've ever, like, coops every now and then let his uh, glands go, it is rotting fish to the ultimate level. So this is fart, just farting? No, they have a, like an anal gland.
1: Oh, I've never known this And of a they dog. can,
0: and I guess that's part of what dogs are sniffing each, in each other too. Okay. And, and every now and again, you, you gotta get these anal glands squeezed because they get Clugged. packed up or, or they'll, or they'll secrete them everywhere and it's, it's like a like a rotting fish smell.
1: Oh my god! I've never, no, not with any dog I've ever had. Oh even really? With Sully, yeah, I've never, never uh, encountered that. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> not that
0: I want to. Well, you cook a lot of fish in your house already, it's so, already so maybe
1: that was it. Maybe it's my anal gland secreting. <laughs> maybe I'm the problem. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. i was just always impressed. You'll see a dog drop its guts, and you go, "Look at that!" Just walks away. No toilet oh, pretty paper. Pretty good. No, yeah.
0: they're, they're good squatters, though, and that's been yeah, one of the things right. too, right? They've right. always said, and they, they have the squatty potty. You're, you're supposed to get those feet up a little bit.
1: There. I though I do know. I think that the dogs, when they get a little older, sometimes they get the itchy bum because I've seen older dogs like pull their butt across carpets and stuff to try to yes. give it a yeah. Then clean when her you up. walk in, you can you you go, "Okay, this time for somebody in this house to be put down." <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't me dragging my arms across the carpet.
0: You know, they're, they're good squatters. You could tell because they're not there sitting playing a Candy Crush as they're going either.
1: <laughs> Did you know the letter A is the second most common letter in English? But you could only spell every number between zero and nine hundred and ninety-nine without using an A. The first A would be one thousand. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's a good one. Salmon sushi doesn't come from Japan. It was created in Norway in the 80s because they had a salmon surplus. Right. And as we learned yesterday, salmon also has another use. <laughs> Your Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Or anybody else who wants a uh, salmon sperm on their face. True. You had a facial now. The <laughs> salmon sperm. Of all the fish <laughs> in the world... You know Did all, they try others? I don't know. Do you think they would? Mm. What like a beluga whale? Right. Shark sperm's got to be good. <laughs> it's tougher to get, I'd imagine. Yeah, they, they fight back. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The legal definition of an infant isn't just a baby. It's anyone under 18. Is infant? Yeah, that's the legal definition. Okay. Legal. E. L. James wrote Fifty Shades of Grey on a BlackBerry during her commute to work. Well, that shows why those books are so
0: basic. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, okay, you're on the uh, you're on the subway. Mm-hmm. Someone's typing away on their phone next to you, and that's
1: what's going through their mind. Yeah. Whew. I at one time uh, thought it would be fun to write a novel on Twitter. How many? Um, how many... uh Oh, that's right. That? And I wanted yes. per day, I was going to add another 140 characters or uh-huh. whatever you were allowed to have.
0: You didn't last very long.
1: No. Well, you talked me out of it.
0: No. You ruined my dreams. I didn't talk you out of it at all. You, I, I just was a realist <laughs> in the saying,
1: this isn't going to happen. <laughs> you ruined my dreams again. <laughs> uh, peanut butter in Dutch is called pinkidus or peanut cheese. Ew. Because the word butter is only supposed to be used with products that contain actual butter. Okay,
0: Pinketus. It sounds like some sort of you know, disease.
1: A <laughs> bad case of the Right. Uh, duffel bags are named after a town in Belgium called Duffel. Okay, that's where the fabric for the bags originated from. I don't think I ever questioned
0: what why it was called a duffel bag. Yeah, there's a duffel fabric.
1: Uh, I don't know if there's a duffel fabric, but the town that the fabric was made in is the town was called Duffel. Okay. Duffel, Belgium. Right. Yeah. The only planet that's not named after a Roman god or a goddess is the big ball we live on, Earth. Okay. So there was a goddess named Uranus? <laughs> I think they got uh, bullied at school. It was
0: the goddess of turning the other cheek.
1: (laughs) Marvin Gaye trained to play pro football in uh, 1970 and tried to get a tryout with the Detroit Lions. But since he had zero football experience, the coach at the time didn't want him to get hurt, so turned him down. Wow. So Mm. he went down the road to Motown. Yep. Ron Jeremy was an extra in Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the hedgehog. <laughs> he tried to have sex. Right. The, That's right. With the big, uh, what was it? The
0: big. S- the Stay Puff marshmallow yeah Stay
1: Puff, yeah. Um, he's there in the end, supposedly, where a crowd of people on the street watch the Ghostbusters head into the building. He was the Stay Hard marshmallow <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, he had a talent for it, didn't he? Um. He didn't he end up now, He's in, is he going to prison or he was on trial for something? I think case? he was in. Is he in prison now for sexual did assault? Did he die? I thought, I thought oh, was, maybe was he... he's dead now. Well, uh, now now look, you got me thinking. Look up the
0: hedgehog. What happened Roger? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> well, this will lead to an endless uh, number of uh, ads coming my way. This will get you fired.
1: Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, he's still around, I think. He is. Yeah, I, but I, I, he might be in prison. Right. He should be. I, I, he's got to be guilty of something.
0: Right. The life he's led. January 2023, he was found by the court to, to mentally uh, be unfit to stand trial. That's oh. right.
1: Oh, he's that's the be, deal.
0: Yeah. Huh. A neurocognitive disease. That's what it
1: was. This might throw you off A of watermelon eating. The part of the watermelon we eat is its placenta. Hey. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. And Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.